we're more powerful than we realize. And yeah. we're collectively pushing and, and hating and loathing and, and, and creating this monster in, in the in the transgressor and never trying to even come anywhere near understanding or appreciation of it, just making them the monster. You're just making more monster. And the, the detuning process is about looking at things from a different angle, trying to be more understanding of how did that monster become that monster. Debbie G, how are you? I am great. How are you doing, David? Really, really good. So let's dive into to fear. Mm, what a beautiful, what a beautiful topic for right now. Seriously, yeah. we are. Would you like me to dive into that with you now, or let's just bring the stream in and just take, just go right at it? Well, let's kind of tee it up. Let's talk about it a little bit from our our three D perspective. Uh, I know you're you're not into following politics and things like that. Uh, in fact, when the the thing happened at the Capitol, uh, um, gosh, a week or so ago, um, you weren't even aware of it until we went live and I told you about it. Correct. Uh, people sort of broke into the Capitol during session, and yeah. So there is a lot of fear out there. I, I see a lot of fear, a lot of fear mongering. I see people. Um, that are spiritually focused, that are fearful, that are posting a lot of fear-based things that are sort of scrambling to figure out what's going on. And then, and then I see other people who think they know exactly what's going on mm -hmm. and that their version of what's going on is the absolute truth and that everyone else is just stupid or crazy. And then I see the opposing side of that saying the same exact thing, that they know exactly what's going on and everyone else is just stupid or crazy. And all of it is sort of swirling around fear. Yeah. Swirling around. We're, we're scared of something. So we're going to push, push, push really hard because we think we're right. But that's really rooted in fear. Because and, the need to be right is, is, is fear-driven and, and egocentric. So that's that, what we're seeing the, 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 the evidence of all over the place. And it seems to be gaining momentum, right? Yes, exactly. It is gaining momentum out there. Hence, you just gave the exact reason I didn't know right there. And, and that is, I'm not one side or the other. I'm here to hold a different vibration on the planet. I, I'm not here to pay attention to what's happening out there, but rather be part of the solution. All of those that are in fear right now and scared and running for their life, I'm the one they can run to because I can, that's, and I know that because I provide comfort without the fear. You know, when we think about why that we're going along that flow of fear, what's it serving? And the reason I stay very in a bubble away from it is because that that energy isn't what I'm looking to to do. You know, it goes against everything I've learned in Taya. Well, Taya would actually Taya teaches us to deal with with knowing about everything, but how to process it from an op, a level of observation. You know, yeah. I've I just personally I I worked for a Orangewood Children's Home in Orange County many moons ago, David, and. There was a story on the news about these children that had had the stepfather slice, went to slice their throats and the mother. He didn't kill them, 
but I worked uh, at a place where they take these kids and this is what I heard on the news. And so the next day at work, I'm there and there are these three little kids uh, riding tricycles outside with bandages on their throat. These were those kids, which is what I found out. I, you know, that literally like dropped me right there. And from that moment on, I have turned off the news and this was probably 20 years ago now, but I've turned off the news. And the reason I did is because that, um, I just decided that, that I saw these babies in real life and I didn't think they needed to be exploited on the news. And I, I just, I decided, I'm sure the news has its place, but not for Debbie, cause it just doesn't work. I'm going to live in my bubble, but that wasn't a, tr that was a trauma moment to see that, you know? So no, I, I have no, I don't want to see it. If I see it in person, I'm going to be there to handle it. I'll tell you that. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to be the solution just like I was for those kids and other people that go through trauma. So my, my question to you is, of course, seeing that would be troubling to anyone. Yep. I, I, I would think that that would be troubling to anyone. You know, this spirituality, first of all, and it's interesting that you dove right into that because being spiritually focused isn't just about bypassing all of the the negative aspects of life and just living in rainbow fairyland all the time. Yeah, no. <clears throat> there, you can if you want to, but then you're really not operating in 3D. But how much are you really in 5D if you have to avoid everything? Yeah, totally. That's, that's, that's the thing about Taya is that you can find appreciation for every aspect of 3D life. And appreciation doesn't mean that you love it oh, it's so great that this happened to these three kids. It's not that. It's appreciation of understanding the universal process of creation, understanding negative acts like that, how they're rooted really in ego and how there's not some demonic force that's external from earth swooping in and causing things like that to happen. Right. That is an example of separation from source. Totally. And whatever you need to do to be in a better vibration than that is what you need to do on your journey. So if you're going through a period where your life has been so traumatic that rainbows and fairy dust and angels and all this protective energy is where you need to be, then that's where you need to be. There's, there's no right or wrong path to any of this. If you move through that period of life and you get into another period where you're okay just being as long as you're not really absorbing the news, that's okay too. I, I've been through those periods. I didn't spend too much time in the rainbow fairy dust period. Rainbow fairy dust is very, it gets, it gets on you, David. It'll get on your nerves after a bit. And let me tell you why. Because we all know that that's bullshit. That's why. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, I'm, I'm just being real. It's hard to what be I, static there. It's, it's what I'm Yeah, I just don't pay attention to to stuff that doesn't serve me or my vibration. I have my own. I we've got our own stuff to keep our vibe with. There are own things going on in our own life right here, right now. These are the things that I can actually do something about. You know, I can I can show up for my neighbor. I can show up for somebody else you know but i can't do anything about what i'm watching on the news i feel powerless and i don't want to feel that way so when i look at it i think that isn't going to serve the purpose that i'm here for so i don't choose to do it but i have to use taya tools in order to do that because appreciation's right appreciation of um 
this just the human being, you know, that's, that's what Taya really teaches you. It teaches you not just to appreciate things in your life, but the human beingness that you really are, but how to observe that and love it just for what it is without trying to change it ever. Yeah, without needing for not needing utopia. Because right. in physical, you know, utopia is non-physical. Utopia, a physical utopian environment is pointless because the whole point of being in physical is, is polarity, is contrast. The mix of positive and negative experiences. And our judgment of those experiences of others is the thing that holds us away from our own joy and our own source connection. So you move to a pretty sophisticated level where you can look at something like what you described and say that those are beings having their physical experience and you stand in appreciation of all experiences. You lose a whole lot of people, you know, when you start talking about things like that. And right? It takes a much deeper understanding and a longer path to get there and really know what that means. But when you get there, you know, for those of you, and I'm sure many of you listening right now, um, are nowhere near that. And it's, it's, it's understandable to be nowhere near that. Um, you know, a deep, deep, deep decade long practice of Taya has brought me to this place where I'm pretty appreciative of, of most things, including allowing people to have really negative experiences occur in their physical, mm -hmm. understanding their eternal nature, and that the essence of who those people are this is a temporary experience that their soul chose to come here and come here and have. But the most extreme negative things are, are things that you, you can't deny. Ultimately, you can try, but this whole bypassy thing of, you know, just rainbows and fairy dust all the time mm -mm. Um, doesn't no. work very well. I, I encounter people all the time that, that try to hold themselves in that space. And I know there's spiritual teachings out there that dive into, you know, just focus on what you want, just be happy, be happy all the time, happy, 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 joy, joy, joy. Um, but I find that in order to do that, people have to really shut themselves off from the 3D world. And in shutting yourself off from the 3D world, you're not really offering this, this higher vibration that you believe you're operating in, you're not really offering that back to the world. Mm -hmm. If you have to shut out and pretend like there's a whole bunch of stuff not happening out there and, and just blind yourself to it, how high is your vibration really? Are you really source connected? Because to me, source connection is that high vibrational space of appreciation of all that is. No fear, no judgment. And none of us stay there all the time. But that's the fear, right? The fear topic. David, if, okay, here's the difference. Here's the difference between foo-foo fairyland with unicorn rainbow farts, trust and trust. So when I didn't have a home to live in a year and a half ago, I was up and down a spiral and I was working Taya. I, if I, I could have possibly went into just joy, but when you're that uncomfortable, it's really hard to just stay in joy at all times. What happened was, as I had to sit back and take a breath and realize and appreciate my life where it's at. We really did 
believe it or not, get all of our needs met because all of the answers kept showing up, okay? We were taking actions, but mostly it was about the trust. And when you can step forward and trust, it's much different, you know, the, the just, oh, I'm just going to stay in joy and pretend this isn't happening. Well, then we, what, what happens is that there's stuff going on and old triggers maybe that are happening and you're not dealing with them, you know, it's not going to work. But going, in, but going forward with trust is the is what Ty is about. Trust your abundance. Trusting to, through your fear is the is the biggest step you can take, I think, in life. Because I had to trust that everything was fine. And you know what? I had to look around and see I was fine right then and there. All of the things that I ever thought that I had to have in order to be okay were gone. Was I still okay? Yep. Was I still breathing? Yep. Did anything in my physical being change whatsoever? Nope. What did that mean? Get into trust and get into trust and, and look back in time and look at all the times that things were okay. They're always okay. But I learned that through the stream, you know, you just got to be able to, to, know how to go up and down that spiral it, it just it it takes i'm gonna tell you i still i still have to work it really hard like last couple weeks keep myself up up the spiral david because i have stuff that comes up we all do mm -hmm. and, by, and by the way that's right we're listening to a podcast right now guess what i no longer am in that position i'm now in my own house and i'm two miles from the beach hallelujah why because i trust the process uh, you want to learn how to have abundance in your life, then you go into trusting your abundance with Taya because it's a seriously good practice. And, you know, David, I practiced a lot of stuff before I met you. We, yeah. we have a lot of people that come come into the Taya community, if you will, and, and have been, you know, at this for 30 years and say that it's, it's, it's finally the thing that really makes sense because it's so stripped down. Yeah. Yep, yep. From all the rainbows and fairy dust and, and you know, all the, I won't get into all that because people have all sorts of different beliefs, but it is stripped down from all that. And I, I wanted to deliver a, a set of tools because the rainbows and fairy dust, the rainbow and fairy dust stuff didn't work for me in my life. I tried that. I tried to just think about what I wanted and just be happy all the time. And I had transgressors. I had uh, darkness. You know, I had self-loathing. I had self-doubt. I had fear triggers. I had, you know, memories from my past that kept coming back around again and again and again and reproducing themselves in various ways. So I was reliving certain things. And we talk about reliving things until we deal with them. And, and the Taya practice was created as a system of tools for that or detuning transgressors and, and detuning transgressors doesn't mean we pretend like it never happened. We find a path to appreciation for what happened. Mm -hmm. And some of it is radical, radical appreciation of all that is. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and on the surface, again, when you hear about, you know, someone trying to you know, murder their children and having to see that, um, you know, that that's a very unique independent journey to, to detuning that to finding mm -hmm. a, a path of understanding of how and why things like that happen, what it can mean for the journey of a soul and that your judgment of it is your judgment of it. And when people discover our teachings, very often they'll hear something like that. And you've experienced this. 
Mm -hmm. Someone just loses their mind because you're suggesting anything other than just being, you know, down in in, uh, fear and despair over something like that. Right. It's almost like the, that you owe the victims uh, reverence. I did air quotes for those of you that are listening, you know, you're the victims and you owe them your reverence and you must be outraged by it. But I see so many things in our society that we're, we just continue the vibration of outrage that don't get solved. Hmm. That vibration of outrage is just like taking a, a, a bucket of a can of gasoline and just throwing fire, throwing fuel on the fire. So whatever it is that you're, you're, you're hating and pushing against and never wanting to see again, your outrage void of solutions is actually contributing to it. Sorry, it is. We are a collective consciousness and the way we think and feel about things transmutes between individual to individual, transmits, I should say, from individual to individual. And we're more powerful than we realize. And when we're collectively pushing and and hating and loathing and and, and creating this monster in the the transgressor and never trying to even come anywhere near understanding or appreciation of it, just making them the monster, you're just making more monster. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And the, the detuning process is about looking at things from a different angle, trying to be more understanding of how did that monster become that monster? That's huge. You know, yeah, that's, most that's, people aren't willing to do that work. Yeah, so they want to shut it down and, and just go and say these people are monsters and it's awful and it's terrible. And, you know, let's keep pushing against it. So are you willing to be empathetic? Are you willing to know what's true <laughs> for another human being and step outside of your own lens? and your own self to look, you see victimhood is very selfish. And I'm gonna own some, I I understand this from my own perspective only, because I was selfish as a victim, super selfish. In regards to like those kids I brought up, what's beautiful about that, David, is I remember back then and I was young, I mean, I, I had babies. I was, you know, a single working mom. Uh, And what I remember about this was that um, I was able to just be there for them. You know, like I remember my attitude even back then was just be present in the moment. Don't look at their files. Just be there as a human being without without that judgment. But I think I've always had that trait. So what I love is that Taya was able to accentuate that. But really, I, my big question to somebody is if they say, well, wait a minute, or how can you not be outraged at what happened, like you were saying? Okay, my response is, how can you not think about what's real? When you, you go by and you look at somebody who's homeless on the street, do you think about uh, what a piece of crap they are because, they are because they're sitting on the street? Or do you think about the fact that maybe they were someone's baby in someone's arms at one time and you don't know the life that they've led? And that just just our um, sense of the being human here is what really what Taya changes, you see, you know, it's all backwards. If you're doing it from the victim selfishness state, it's all backwards. How is it affecting me? What's how is this? But look what it did to me, 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 me. And that's where you got it all wrong, period. 
period. There is, and, and this is this is one thing that Taya does that I don't think we talk about enough, and that is bringing back the basic need of the human being and empathy. Empathy is huge. Empathy is the understanding of what someone else is experiencing. Also, it's heightened compassion, if you will. But compa compassion for me is easier because I've experienced it, so I know how to meet them. Empathy requires, even when you do not understand the emotion they're going through because you haven't experienced it, it requires you stepping out of yourself. And Taya will teach people how to do this really well. Well, and, and to add to the empathy thought too, the, the, the thing about being empathetic or being an empath that is transformative as far as I'm concerned is, is when I figured out how to release judgment from that. Because I, I hear from people all the time that say, you know, I'm an empath and I can't be around people or this many people or that much because I'm absorbing. Well, what are you absorbing? I'm absorbing their trauma. Okay. Why is you, why is your absorption of their trauma bad? Because it was awful what happened to them. And I can feel, all right, there we go. That's your judgment of their experience that you are bringing into your reality and you're experiencing it as bad. They may be saying this was a terrible experience to them. Uh -huh. But if you can zoom out to a higher perspective, and everybody has the ability to do this, we teach it to people. This is a key component of Taya is, is allowing that source connected perspective of no fear and no judgment. Mm -hmm. So when you remove fear and judgment, and you're viewing from that level of no fear and no judgment, suddenly you can be empathetic. But you're not, it's not a bad experience for you because yeah. you've detuned the judgment around it. And that's, that's, that's everything to be able to view the world in appreciation of all that is even the bad stuff. This isn't just about, you know, happy fairyland rainbows mm -hmm. and, and, and just thinking about what you want. And it's not just about stuff. You know, we were having a pretty deep uh, conversation the other day about these things and somebody sort of chimed in <laughs> And they went into, oh, and handbags and pretty cars and all this stuff. And I'm like, well, you know, that stuff is great. But to me, that's just sort of the window dressing of life. And to me, the, the real joy of life is clarity, is understanding our fellow humans, understanding what's going on. That's why I can, I, I don't go seek out the news much. I can turn the, I can flip through, you know, you, it's sort of in our face in most places these days. And I can look at it now without judgment and without fear and be okay with seeing these polarized experiences that are gaining momentum. Mm -hmm. Because the stream has said, as, as we ascend, as, as humanity ascends to a higher vibration, the contrast of that is going to be those who are pushing against, who are fighting the ascension, who are not ready for it because they haven't done any of this work. They don't really know what it's about. They just feel things uh, speeding up mm -hmm. and they're allowing fear to be their ruler. They're going to pick a side. Totally. They're going to be apt to put, they're going to be subject to polarity where they've got to pick a side on something. That's why we see all of this. Our side is right. We know everything. Everyone else is stupid. You just don't understand how smart we are and how dumb you are. And we're hundred percent right. We're willing to die for that. And then you see the other side that is exactly the same. Mm -hmm. Everyone that doesn't believe like us is stupid. 
you don't understand. This is the end of the world. You know, you, everyone's got to believe the way we do. We need to fix them. And that, that polarized um, vibration is, is, is a low vibration because you're operating in fear. Because if you're fearless, there's no need to delve into any of that. Oh. Because you're fearless. It, it, you, you don't have a pony in the race, right? And, and I, I see some people that I know and care very deeply for uh, that, that one time were more into this sort of thing that apparently I, I think it got a little too fast for them and they needed to dip down in, in, into, into that. And that's the experience they're having right now. And it's very easy for me. The, the, the easy thing is for me to look at that and judge it. Oh, what's wrong with them? They're separated from you know this. How could they know all this and be down there? But no, that's the experience that they're having. Right. Their, their <laughs> polarity, just, just like you and I are subject to polarity as all physical beings are. I saw an ad the other day for something called superhumans. And it was all these you know spiritual people. Uh, they're going to make you a superhuman. Well, we're already superhuman, right? We're, we're, we are all super in our own way. And to me, with the Taya practice, part of being um, awakened or enlightened or whatever you want to call it, all these, these words that our egos come up with, part of that is, is really appreciating all paths. So if you're really in appreciation of all paths, is that, is that being a superhuman that you can zoom out and be in a high appreciation of all paths? Or is being a superhuman mean that you have the biggest house and the, the most ripped body and you're traveling the most amazing destinations and eating the best food? It could be both. Or is it as of my third choice? Or is it all of that stuff? It could be all of it. I think it could be anything anybody wants it to be. I mean, you supercharged empathy. Okay. Supercharged it. Now we're stepping into if you appreciate all things and all paths, is that superhuman? I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty certain that is pretty super. I don't know. Is it superhuman or is see? That's that's my super. Is it super the, this, aware? The, the, to me, being a superhuman is understanding that everyone is a superhuman. <clears throat> that even the paths that you don't understand have value yeah. for universal expansion, and that's really all there is. All the all the rest of this stuff is egocentric bullshit, right? And we're all subject to it. Every one of us. But getting it and, and understanding that and understanding when you're in your ego and when you're source connected and when you're balanced, it's okay to be balanced, that you're, you, you are operating at a very joyful level. And that's what I want for my life is, is joy is the top priority. And it's interesting, I'm, uh, uh, we're, we're uh, moving on to the next stage in, in, in publishing the Taya book. It's still a good year away from publication, probably, but we're moving on to the next stage. The book, the, 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 the initial version of the book is done and it's huge. It's like 70,000 words. So it's really big for oh, wow. spiritual self-help book and it will probably shrink in publication. Uh, but one of the things that I, um, one of the things that I saw in there yesterday that I forgot was in the book because it's taken me three years to write this book was this idea that Taya is essentially an operating system for our lives because we are technology mm -hmm. and, and I, and I can't wait till this message is big enough so that people can make fun of it. You know, Oh, this crazy guy that says he channels and talks source says we're all robots, but we are, it's so clear to me now. It's so clear that we're technology. 
we're designed, obviously we're designed, there's intelligence in how we're put together. Mm -hmm. And our, our mind is an operating system for our human experience. And our mind connected to source, which is its natural state, is an expansive, creative operating system for our lives, for all of humanity, for planet Earth, and for the universe. Mm -hmm. So this period of society building that the stream speaks of, and we see evidence of it everywhere, it's where our religions came from and our governments came from and our traditions and our cultures and the you know, separation by race and, 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 and origin and, and all of the national origin, all these things, nations even, all of these things were tools of control that created societies. Mm -hmm. And we moved through a period as humanity where that, those tools were very useful to us and they were the right tools of their time. And now we're moving out of, that's the big transition that's happening is we're moving out of that period for the last, you know, 20, 30, maybe even 40 years, you know, the new age movement that sort of bucked against uh, traditional organized religion, um, you know, and then, then seeing all of these different subgroups, you know, civil rights became a thing. You know, there was a time where that wasn't even a thing and that became a thing that people are no longer property, that, that we're, we're going to, uh, that we're all created equal, that we're all going to have equal opportunity. And we're still working on that in a lot right. of places, in a lot of cases. It's amazing that that idea has been around as long as it has. I've been here giving up my whole life and we're still working on it. But mm -hmm. more mm -hmm. and more and more people are coming together like never before, questioning all of these elements of control and as the stream says, our questioning of them is causing their slow destruction. We're seeing the splintering of the idea of nations. We're seeing the splintering of, of uh, division by race. We're seeing the splintering of organized religion. I mean, look what all's gone on with the Catholic Church in the last you know 20 plus years, 30 years. Mm -hmm. We're seeing the splintering of, of monarchy. We're seeing the splintering of all of these things. They're all kind of fracturing and crumbling. They're not necessarily going to be wiped off the face of the earth anytime soon. You know, what's next for humanity is, is up to us. Uh, the cool thing about the book is that the stream says at the end, this book holds the power to solve every problem for humanity, but it won't. <laughs> Spoiler alert, uh, but it's but true. It won't. But it won't because we're not all on the same path. Not everyone's ready for Taya. Uh, Taya is very, 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 very leading edge. Uh, and, and that's not an ego thing. It's just like, I get it. When we sit here and talk about, you know, finding appreciation for murder and finding appreciation for the things that, that we would rather never see again, that's, that's, that's too deep for a lot of people. That's a depth that a lot of people aren't quite ready to go to yet. And it's okay. Do you know why? I you do. Do you know me. why? I'll tell you why because what they're doing is still working for them. That's why you see, until whatever you're doing quits working for you, you don't, you know, their story is still serving them. That's why I remember David, I, I'll never forget this, this big awakening moment that I had when I had someone in my life that was a friend that was one of my go-to victim people. Like I would go to get my victim story reinforced. And this was just a year or two years ago. 
Okay. That person, I had to own some serious stuff here. Why do I have this person in my life if there's drama related to it? I'm the common denominator in everything. What's happening here? But you see, as long as you're telling a story and that story serving something, you're not you're not gonna get Taya. When when it stops serving and it's just you know, you know that you know anyway, here's the kick in the butt. You bullshit yourself and you know that you know that you know anyway. Okay, you're over there doing but what you're just you're not doing. ready. Yeah, you're you know, just it, not ready, but it's bull. Okay, let's it, look it at it. It feels but, good oh, to no, wrap no. yourself in that cocoon of I'm a victim. Whoa! I was treated badly. The world's right. a terrible place. Right. I'm, a, I'm one of the good ones. I'm a good person. They're all bad. Uh, yeah. And then, then you get around yeah. other people that are like that and you have what you know, we used to call these pity parties. Right. Yeah, you know, when and, I worked and, in and worked in retail, you know, you'd get the all the people that weren't successful would always band together and talk about how awful things awful were, oh, how the customers were terrible and the product was terrible and the company was terrible. And then you always had these two or three that didn't care about any of that. They were just working and they were making money and yep. they were happy. Yep. And yep. you know, you always wanted to turn and say, look, these people over here are doing well, they're just lucky. They just get the right, you know, and they could always they could always uh, justify their lack of success. And that's when I was really coming to realize that, wow, we absolutely all create our own bubble of reality. And we seek out things that confirm that reality as being right and true and just. And we all do it. We all Period. do it. I'll we do all it. do it. We all do Always. it. But if okay. you learn to sort of move beyond that and allow people to call you out and examine what they're calling out, Mm-hmm. instead of, you know, racing down your spiral and, oh my gosh, you're being so mean to me. It's terrible. You're so critical. Well, you know, maybe step away from it for a moment, catch your breath, go back and say, is there value in this? Before we went on this podcast, you called me out because I had a t-shirt on. <laughs> like, what are you doing a podcast with a t-shirt on if it's video? And I thought, oh, you know, you're right. It was a nice t-shirt, but you're right. It was right. a nice t-shirt. It yeah, was a nice t-shirt, right, but, uh... but this is nice. It's cold in here. It looks a little better than what I had on, but you know, you could get your feelings hurt over stuff like that. Or you can say, okay, this person is actually trying to add value. Is there value in this for me? And, and just absorb what they're offering you. You know, my God, I love you for saying that because of it. Here's the thing, David, I have a, I have a tendency to sometimes not use my own skill set. And I, I, I couldn't, I can say things a little softer, but I'm not that Debbie. You don't need to be, you don't need to say it soft with me. I I I don't. Well, that's because I don't mean it. I mean it like in all the biggest love in the world. I just, I personally think that you are worthy. I just, when I see you and it's Taya. So I just like, and I like this shirt better, David. You know, we were actually talking about you the other day. Was it yesterday? A friend and I were talking about you. You know, to be honest, she said, he's gay, huh? And I said, yeah. And I said, I know, I know, I know. It's just, we were just complaining at that moment in our single victimhood female place that all the great gorgeous men happen to be gay. Probably not true, but in this particular case, it's true. I mean, David, geez. But hey, just thought I'd tell you that. We were talking about you and and the unfortunate fact that you're gay. In the woman's, that. in the female perspective, David. I, I do appreciate that. 
<laughs> you know what? Anyway. Ser- you have admirers, David. You've got admirers. It's great. Seriously, like there are people, and I love this. It's actually kind of cool. But that was that's also part of the whole t-shirt thing. I have a certain okay. per- Oh, but David, don't you see that this is perspective? Don't you understand? My you do don't you get it? Like this is what I perceive. I perceive you just like this. When you're wearing a t-shirt, no, that's not that that's not David. My perception change. Well, it's it's funny because to me it's it's just like I'm me and, and the stream is a stream. The stream doesn't care what I wear, but I, I did a live uh last summer when I was the summer of 2019. I was hitting the gym really hard mm-hmm. and I wore tank top. <laughs> I got a lot of negative feedback for wearing, you know, how dare you channel source with a tank top on you? Know, they don't care. They could care less what we're wearing or what we look like or anything. Yeah, they really don't care. But, you know, at the end of the day, if, if it's distracting to the viewer that I'm doing something that they have such reverence for that I need to dress the part, I have no problem with that either. I get it. I do get it. I do understand it. Well, I think it, it just, um, honestly, so let, let's talk about that just for a minute because... I get up every day and get ready like I'm going to work. And when I show up online, you always I, look fantastic. Yeah. I have I have this thing about, you know, just showing up like as if I was going into the office, really. It's kind of and it's part of the success uh, mindset. And I know this is a shift from things, but think about it, everybody. If you want something, be that now. But I can't do that because I don't have the money or I can't do this because all your excuses are malarkey. Be that that you are striving to achieve to be. Be it now. Well, I don't have a million dollars. I get that. Act as if you do. I don't, you know, you don't need a point of reference even. But that all comes into your success. Dress for success is true. Another thing is, you know, um, I think a lot of it goes into yeah. how you feel, though. Well, because, yeah, you know, I feel you better can, when you I'm can dress dressed. any way that you want and be successful. But if you carrying yourself in a certain way aligns your feeling about you and your circumstances, then yes, you you need to step into the isness of that. We talk about the isness a lot. You know, it's you, you're in the state of being it because the universe only answers yes. Yeah. So if you're wanting and hoping and needing and soon it's going to happen, that's just going to be your recurring theme on whatever the topic is. It does not matter what the topic is. I'll be ready soon. I'm going to have it soon. Someday I want, I wish, I hope. That is always answered with yes. And, and you can go through your entire lifetime wishing and hoping and needing and, and all of that stuff. And it's, it's I, I think a lot of times people don't step into the isness because they are afraid that they're going to do it and they're going to fail and they're not going to get what they want and they have nothing left after that. Yep. I think there's a fear of that, but it really is about stepping into the isness and not judging the process of creation through vibrational flow. And that's the thing. A lot of teachers aren't teaching this stuff. And I'm like, gosh, this is gold. You know, this is, this, this is it. This is Taya really understanding that your vibe is going to go down and that the down is not, a bad thing or a negative thing or something that you have to avoid this whole idea of just be up and happy all the time isn't possible in a polarized environment and guess what 
this is a polarized environment. <laughs> There's evidence of that everywhere, this is totally everywhere. And we all know it. You can do a case study of your life and, and look back and realize that, wow, one day I'm feeling up, I'm feeling good. And the very next day, I feel less than that. And when I revisit my dreams in that lower vibration, they don't seem as real, as doable as, as, as possible. That's, that's the pro, that is the process of universal cre creation at play. Your vibration goes down and causes you to question and causes problems to, to, to pop up and causes things that need to be addressed, to, to be addressed. You're not supposed to stay up in fairyland all the time. And I know there are teachers that offer that. And I know that those teachers are perfection for the people that are in it. But I have discovered that the very desire to hold yourself in that high vibration all the time automatically creates the contrast and vibrational flow anyway. Always. Because, because as soon as you're out of it, you're beating yourself up for being out of it. And thus, you're down. You're just, the, the down experience is not as good as it could be. That's right. Because it can be good. It's not going to be as great as being up and connected to source. But if you understand that that low vibration, it's only low or negative or dark or, or awful because we, we are judging it that way. When you come to understand that it's just void of source consciousness, that's it. If you start thinking about your lower vibrational time, as a period where you are void of source consciousness. And in that void of source consciousness, you are not capable of new thought. You're not. The yeah. only thing that you're doing down there is absorbing thoughts that already exist. You're revisiting your old negative thoughts. That's why you, you go back to those old negative thoughts when you're down in low vibration. And then when you allow yourself to go up, your intuition pops in, new ideas pop in, new thought actually happens when you are connected to source. It's always a collaboration of your human ego consciousness suffering, your vibration going up from that suffering, connecting to source and solving the suffering, whatever the suffering is. But the problem with the whole victim thing, and, I, and we, we are not trying to victim bash, although we talk about this a lot, because if you're in a victim state, I would love to see you move out of it. Mm -hmm. Because I see the transformation that happens in people when they start to reframe the narrative of the horrible, awful, terrible thing that happened to them. It would be very interesting to find out what happened in the lives of those three children, how you move on from that. And you know, I work with people in Taya Bootcamp that have had trauma uh, on that level, not exactly that, but on that level, we've had attempted murder, we've had torture, we've had rape, we've had uh, people who were, you know, parents of the victims of, of murder and things of this nature. So some, some what we would consider dark stuff that want to release the pain with the Taya practice and want to forgive this past trauma. And the path to that is reframing how you, how you view it, but it doesn't happen overnight. It's something oh. that it's a personal journey that, that could take a lifetime, perhaps, right. but a little bit of relief when you are in despair, even a little bit of relief feels great. And a little more and you build momentum a little more, a little more, a little more, a clearer understanding of. So it's the judgment of all of that stuff that actually holds us away from joy. So when you learn to meet your obstacles in joy, wow, I created this, this, this mm -hmm. pile of shit in front of me is my creation. And I know I created it because when I solve this, 
I'm going to create a better version of whatever it is that I'm creating on any topic. Right. I love this. It's real. So victim syndrome is a thing. And I lived in it for a long, 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 long time. I called it codependency. I called it, uh, I called it many things. I, I went from, I was the victim because I, that's what my behavior was taught to be. I mean, that's when you experience trauma as a kid, you know, these patterns develop, go back to the, the whole robot thing. These patterns are what we're de we're repatterning our brain, you know, for those that have, are into like neuro-linguistic programming, this is a lot like that. You can reprogram the pattern of your brain. So what happens to what happened to me, David, is that I started using these tools and then I would notice that things would come up and they started become, it started becoming faster and easier to, to shift my perspectives. Like I'd see something. Okay. For instance, my son decided he's going to go take his, he's going to leave for two weeks again. And I was just about to judge it just now, but I didn't, I stopped myself. You see how quick that happens. Now I was going to judge that just now. I was going to get give a snide response uh, word there, but I didn't. I just stopped it. But he decided to go. I had some things that came up for me. I I, I was quite mad actually for two days. I was I was down my spiral, but good because I was pissed off. And I was mad as heck. But when I get mad now, now I look and see what do I need to see here once I'm over being a little bit mad. And <laughs> because I had to I had to get over being a little bit mad. Because I knew, but in the back of my mind, even though when I even though I was pissed, David, in the back of my mind, I'm going, you know, this is for your best and highest good. You know it is. So just take a look at it when you're ready. So I took a breath and started seeing the perspective what do i need to do here what do i need to see and what i needed to see was that the things that i was relying on somebody else to do needed to be done in a different direction and my delegation was off and i needed to redelegate so that shit got done period and uh i did that and there you go but i had to shift through it i had to go through being a little bit pissed off being upset, but then I had to use my tire tools to get out of it. Because if I hadn't, let's look at what would have happened, David. Let's look at what would have happened. What would have happened is I would have stayed mad. He would have came back and I would have came unleashed. That never solves anything ever. In fact, it creates, it, and in fact, it creates, I, I have no desire. Did I ask what's real for him? Have I considered what's real for him in that? No, if I'm going unleashed, I wouldn't have been considering what's real. So if I hadn't used Taya, my Taya skills like a ninja, I freaking would have, it, it would have been ugly. But instead, right now, it's fabulous. Was it contrast to get through here? Well, yeah. But is it working the way it's supposed to? For now, yeah. And But without Taya, I would have been, we would have been swimming in the, the soupy swamp of crap. Seriously. So there. There. So I think we've covered everything without bringing the stream in. <laughs> we always do. Which this. is okay. We always manage to do that. We always manage to have a great show, whether we have channeling on the show or not. 
so just to kind of wrap it up, the, the, the topic was living fearlessly and we got really deep into judgment, which judgment and fear are, are really interconnected because we're discerners of preference. It, you know, again, our preference is that we live happy, health, healthy, abundant lives and that we see everyone else doing that. But we're in a polarized environment and where we get ourselves into trouble is when we start judging the polarized environment as bad because any physical environment, the stream has said this, any physical environment is polarized. That's the purpose of it. That we express ourselves as source consciousness in a physical environment that is polarized. And in the physical environment, our perception comes down to that, what we would call 3D reality. And that's all we really have access to, that, that, that we are operating in this 3D reality. We have a connection to source but our recollection or our, our connection to source is always filtered through our human filter. Mm -hmm. And that's where so many of these sort of human-like creations that are beyond earth come from. Ascended masters, aliens, angels, you know, all of these things are our mind's filtration of the energetic realm into, into the earth environment. And they all seem very, 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 very real. And I understand that. And, and that means they are real for the one that is experiencing it. So if that tool of filtering the energetic realm into an angelic being is something that is raising your vibration, it is absolutely positively the right path for you because right. it's the experience that you're creating for yourself. And the stream is exactly the same. You know, my intention with the stream was to take that source consciousness and strip away because I understood that filtration and mm -hmm. strip away as much of the filtration as possible. And that, that continues to be my intention with it, but it's still coming through me. And, and they say very often, you know, we are, uh, or I even say it, that they're limited to my intellect and vocabulary because I'm not being possessed by source. They're not just taking over and, 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 and controlling. If they're doing that, then they could speak any language and they could you know, tell you how to perform surgery and <laughs> do everything else. They're coming through my intellect. And the only thing that separates me from a lot of other people who do what I do is that I truly have that intention of let's strip away everything and get down to brass tacks. And then when we do that, that's where the, the, the ideas come through of, wow, this is just a polarized environment and judgment is, is of ego. And we're never going to release that completely, but we can detune it. That's why I love the idea of detuning. You know, you're not going to, to eradicate your transgressor energy. You're going to detune it. Mm -hmm. You're going to take its power away. You know, you're, you're going to take its power away because you're going to begin viewing it differently and releasing the victim mindset and releasing fear allows you to take the power of that away. Because as long as you're standing in that victim vibration, you are attracting more things of that nature. And, and even worse than that, I think, is that you are reliving the trauma of whatever made you a victim in the first place, because you're, you're retelling that story in the same vibration over and over and over and over again. That's why when I go back and you know tell the story of my parents, in teaching, and I, I don't relive the trauma of my mother told me to commit suicide. 
Right. I, I don't feel the trauma of that. I use that as an example of, you know, this is something that I moved through that drove me here. Because I, if I had not had all that stuff occur and hadn't, uh, you know, had the, the issues that I did moving through my life because of it, I wouldn't be here offering this now. Right. I love doing this. I, I love providing tools that help people transform their lives. I love it. I love it. I love it. I'm going to, I'm going to do it the rest of my life. You know, I was talking to a marketing person the other day and I said, you know, my, my plan in sharing Taya with the world is developing it over the next 25 years. You know, I, I want to do it until I can't anymore because, because it. it's so transformative and it's so pure and it's so raw. And my intention is, as long as I'm around is to keep it pure and raw, not have it turn into rules, not have it turn into judgment not have it turn into, this is the only way for all of humanity. Would it work for all of humanity? Sure. Is it going to? No. Because not all of humanity is ready for the stream. In fact, most of humanity probably isn't ready for the stream. I would say that's okay. Yeah, no, actually, I think that, I think that it's time. I think there's more people ready for this than, than I think you're going to be surprised. And the reason I feel this way is because that with the divide, that's happened with the world, what's happening is that people are waking up and they see that, wait a minute, well, we were taught that doesn't seem to be it anymore. Something doesn't make sense. Uh, and they're seeking, they're seeking, and this is uh, the perfect place to seek. So take it from me because uh, I have been up, down, all around the spiral like you can can't even imagine I that spiral and I I mean it's like a pole dance let me tell you what whoo doggy and I just got to keep working it till I can get up that pole and hang upside down I always wanted to be a pole dancer you know I've been teaching the spiral for years now and I've never uh, visualized someone dancing the the spiral like a pole until you just said that so that well was... pole fitness is really rad I mean yeah. actually uh, yeah so, hell, I couldn't I don't think I can hold myself up a pole right now and <laughs> I always thought it would be cool to be a pole to, to be a pole fitness, not to be a pole dancer, but you know, but that is, I mean, you've you've ever I actually have seen pole fitness done, big difference. Um, and I know some of my friends, this is what they do, you know, and I'm gonna tell you, they work really hard to go up and down that pole, and it's a spiral to spiral up and down. Yeah, well, the pole, like everything else, is a perspective. Are you on the pole because you want to be on the pole, or are you on yep. the pole because you have to be on? The pole? Are you gonna go up? Are you up? Are you down that spiral? You look at your spiral. Where are yeah. you? You get to choose that, but it takes practice. Is I guess my point. If they don't get good on the pole without practice, you don't get good at maneuvering your spiral without practice. And what is the practice? It's the practice work. is the freaking polarity, yeah. man. The practice is your polarity. That is your practice. So keep it up. And if you haven't started, hit up thestreamofdavid.com/slash Taya T Y A. And book. Wow, you're better at that than I am. I know. I'm sure. <laughs> I, I love Thai advocates such as yourself. Thank you very much. We we managed to get through almost an entire hour. Uh, didn't feel the need to bring the stream in on this one. I think our conversation was was plenty to chew on for everybody that listened. Debbie, it's been fantastic as always. Again, the time just flies by, uh, and I will have to have you back on again soon, and we will uh, make that one all stream. How about that? Okie dokie. That's always happy to. Be. I'm always happy to do that. Thanks a lot, Debbie. Thank you all for listening and watching. Hi, thank you so much for listening to this podcast. 
If you like what we shared here today, and if it inspired you to think differently, even for just a moment, I have something that you're absolutely going to love. It's a full 90 minute masterclass where I've condensed all the knowledge that I've acquired throughout the years after writing two books and helping hundreds of people change their lives. Take the action steps that I share in this masterclass. The only place that I share this is in these masterclasses aside from my Taya Bootcamp program. And if you know our teachings, you know that we're not about rainbows and fairy dust. We are about extreme ownership, claiming the power to transmute anything in your life to something positive, claiming the power to create your life exactly the way that you dream of it. So everything that you're going to learn in the masterclass is something that you can take and apply in your life as soon as you're done watching. So just go to the streamofdavidmasterclass.com and register and take this 90 minute masterclass. It will transform your life. Again, that is the streamofdavidmasterclass.com. Again, if you enjoyed this episode, you are absolutely going to love this masterclass. Thank you again. I'll see you in class.